Blog Talk Radio. Stevie B's Media Production is a part of the Shellcaster Network. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Good evening, everyone in the world listening to this radio broadcast. Stevie B's Media Production presents What a Word from the Lord radio show. I'm your host, Stevie R. Butler. And this radio show is being broadcast from Stevie B Media Production at the Carolina studio in the great state of North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just grateful for the privilege to bring you a program where we as Christians and members of the Churches of Christ can share our faith and preach and teach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis. If you'd like to contact us while we're on the air this evening, just give us a call to the live show at 713-955-0508. Or you can go to the Blog Talk Radio website and listen to the show live there. You will find this show on page one of that website. There are over 1,700 live shows on Blog Talk Radio at this hour. But you will consistently find this show on pages one through four of that website. What a blessing. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions or comments for any of my co-hosts or my special guests on this program, you can send your emails to my new email address, butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com, or you can call Stevie B. Media Production at the Carolina Studio at 910-491-6405. Now, again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ, and if you need any assistance in locating a congregation in your area, Please feel free to contact us. Now, folks, get out your Bibles and stay along with us here on What a Word from the Lord radio show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Before we go into our program for this evening, I would ask that you would bow with me in a word of prayer that we may thank God for this opportunity. Our most kind, gracious, loving, heavenly Father, the Father, Lord, and Savior, Jesus Christ, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to go through the various activities of the day and placing it on our hearts that we are on this broadcast and we're prepared now to present a portion of your holy and divine word. Father, we pray that you will be with my special guest speaker, Matthew Miles Sr., and my co-host, Lou Gibbons, as they break into our listeners the bread of life. Father, we pray that you will continue to bless their families that support their efforts that they may continue to sow the seed of the kingdom. Father, we pray that you will bless our listeners who are tuning in this broadcast via Blog Talk Radio as well as through social media. We pray that they may listen well, that they may consider their eternal stance before you and that their hearts may be pricked. And it will cause them to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? Father, we thank you so much for sending the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We are just so grateful for his precious sacrifice on Calvary's cross. For without such a sacrifice, we would not have a hope of eternal life. Father, even now, we ask you to forgive us for the transgressions of our own heart. We know our flesh is weak, and we often fall short of thy will. Father, we pray that you will continue to bless us and keep us in love us all the days of our lives. And if we have been faithful until death, Father, we pray that you will save us. For it's in Christ's name we do ask it all. Amen. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. In the first segment, my special guest speaker is Matthew Miles Sr. He serves as the evangelist for the Centerpoint Church of Christ in Bloomington, Illinois. He'll be making this proclamation of the gospel of Christ. And we will not have a guest in my Community Corner segment for this show. And then the last segment, my co-host, Lou Giver, he serves as the evangelist for the Old Book Park Church of Christ there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He'll be making this proclamation of the gospel of Christ to close out the show. So open up your Bibles and open your minds and let's have a great show. After the break, the next voice will be that of my special guest speaker, Matthew Miles Sr. Enjoy the show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show.
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now my special guest speaker, Matthew Miles Sr. Good evening, CVB, and to all of those out there in the Cyber Sanctuary, we welcome you tonight to this segment, and I want to thank uh, my beloved brother, CVB, for inviting me to be with you on tonight. I look forward to my great friend, Dr. LaRuna Gilbert. Uh, I've shared many times with him, and we look forward to hearing a great message uh, from him. Uh, let me get right into the message. We have a short time to get there. Uh, Brother B, I thought of what I could say to share with uh, your vast audience. Uh, And there's a message that I do from time to time um, when I know it will be able to reach uh, masses of people, and it addresses what uh, many people are going through in life now. Uh, Many times all of the disasters we see that's going on, all of the terrible mass shootings Uh, from people who are suffering from either mental illness, depression. In other words, they have come to a place where they feel they have fallen in life. So I want to take us to Acts chapter 20, verses 7 through 12. Acts chapter 20, verse 7 through 12. The Bible reads this way in the message translation. We met on Sunday to worship and celebrate the Master's Supper. Paul addressed the congregation. Our plan was to leave first thing in the morning, but Paul talked on way past midnight. Uh, Paul was a long-winded preacher. Uh, the Bible said in verse 8, we, are, we were meeting in a well-litted upper room. A young man named Eutychus was sitting in an open window. As Paul went on and on, Eutychus fell sound asleep. And the Bible says, and toppled out of the third story window. When they picked him up, he was dead. Paul went down, stretched himself on him, and hugged him hard. No more crying, he said. There's life in him yet. Then Paul got up and served the master's supper and went on telling stories of the faith until dawn. On that note, they left. Paul going on one going one way, the congregation another, leading the boy off alive and full of life themselves. I want to talk to you for just a short moment tonight from the subject, don't let your fall be your all. Don't let your fall be your all. Brothers and sisters, I want to start my message by defining this term, fall. Uh, The word fall means to move downward, typically rapidly and freely without control, uh, particularly from a higher level to a lower level. Uh, In terms of competition, it means to be defeated. The term fall in terms of war means to die battle. Spiritually speaking, the term fall means to commit sin. Also in life, typically speaking, in spiritual or physical terms, when someone has fallen, it means they have passed into a specific state and is seen as a failure. No one ever wants to fall in life. 
whether physically or spiritually. Beloved, let me put your own notice tonight. It does not matter whether you are careful, cautious, or clear conscious. You will fall. It does not matter if you are the sharpest tool in the box. It does not matter if you are sanctified or sanctified. It does not matter if you are equally balanced or sure-footed as a roadrunner. You may be rich. You may be poor. You may be educated or uneducated. You might be black. You might be white. You may be healthy or unhealthy. You may be even a novice or an expert, a new convert or an old tenure state. But I got news for you. Keep on living and you will experience a fall. You see, you will fall as a Christian. That's right, saints. You will fall as a Christian. Take the chip off your shoulder, uh, straighten your shoulders up and hold your head up high because everybody falls. Uh, faithful saints fall. Dedicated deacons fall. Ever-ready elders fall. Prolific preachers fall. Powerful pastors fall. I said you're going to fall as a Christian. Not only that, you'll fall even as a celebrity. That's right. Celebrities may be wealthy, power and powerful and rich, but they too fall. If you don't believe me, wake up a slumbering Muhammad Ali out of his deathbed, and he'll tell you the greatest boxers, Michael Jordan, one of the greatest, if not the greatest basketball player of all time, will tell you he failed. Tiger Woods will tell you golfers fall. Bill Cosby will tell you great actors and humanitarians fall. Jimmy Swaggart will tell you television evangelists even fall, sometimes two times. And ask William Jefferson, Bill Clinton, and he'll tell you even great presidents fall. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, it does not matter who you are. There will come a time in life when you will have a fall. Not only that, sometimes, Stevie B, we fall even in fortune. That's right, multi-million dollar mega companies even fall. The pharmacy, popular pharmacy in the south of Mississippi, Fred, will tell you they had a good run for many years, but they failed with 7,000 stores closing. Walgreens will tell you in 2019 they started by closing 200 stores and been closing ever since. J.C. Penney celebrated over 114-year-old birthday, but they also fail, closing many stores. Brothers and sisters, it does not matter who you are, you're going to fall. Just turn to somebody if you're sitting next to somebody and tell them you will fall. How many of you know that mistakenly falling is never fun? Yeah, most of the time, that's how we fall. It's by mistake. You see, uh, it's not fun. Many times, you will physically Fall. Sometimes you bump your head, and most of us have already have crazy, so we ain't got no business bumping our heads. Uh, sometimes you scar your knees, and most of us already got ugly legs, so we don't need to scar our knees, CBB. Uh, sometimes you fall and cut your hands, and many of us already write like chicken scratch, and sometimes you even break your leg, and sometimes you slip, trip, and even bust your lip. And, you know, we, some of us ain't made that pretty anyhow, but falling hurts. I said falling hurts. Now, notice the text. There is a young man by the name of Eutychus who just didn't have a fall, but he had a great fall. I wish I had some help in here. But not only does falling hurt, but sometimes falling will kill you. Church, do I have a witness here in the 
Survivor Sanctuary. Has anybody out there ever had a great fall? I'm not talking about a little slip. I'm not talking about a little trip, but I'm talking about a big fall. I'm talking about a fall that left you with a limp, left you dazed, and sometimes even maimed. Some falls hurt so bad, it'll make a Christian cuss. Come on now. Come on, take off your halo and keep it real. I said, sometimes it'll make a Christian cuss. Ask somebody, have you ever fallen hard enough to cuss? <laughs> Back to the text anyway, beloved. I don't have much time. Let me move on. Before we get to Utica's fall, let's take an exegetical walk so that we can get a proper hermeneutical understanding and application of this ancient text. There's a few observations that I want to share with you tonight. Number one, observation number one, you can be doing the right thing at the right time and in the right place and still have a terrible fall. How many of you know that you can be minding your own business with every pure intent in your heart to do the right thing? You prayed about it. You repented and asked the Lord to help you to be better, to be a better person and a faithful Christian. Whatever it was, you have put it behind you. You made up your mind that you're going to serve the Lord faithfully. You made up your mind that you are going to serve the Lord where, when, and how he expects you to. You made up your mind that you were not going to allow your spouse or your family, your children, your job, your career, your boo or your booger bear to stop you from being where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be on Sunday morning, and that's the church house, beloved. You were doing what you were supposed to do worshiping God, edifying your brothers and sisters when you're supposed to, when the church is called together. But pop goes the devil, and out of nowhere, you be, before you know it, you experience a spiritual fall. How many of you know that sometimes it's not that the devil is using somebody to cause you to fall? Sometimes, Stephen B., uh, he uses time and opportunity. Even when you're where you're supposed to be doing what you're supposed to be doing, even uh, when you're uh, doing what you're supposed to be doing, he will use the wares and the tears and the weariness of life to cause you to fall. Notice in the text, Eutychus was at church, y'all. Sensational saints worshiping and celebrating God, listening to the word of God being preached by a long-winded preacher. When the wares and the weariness of life begin to bring him down into a point of exhaustion, so much that he had a terrible fall while worshiping. Anybody ever had a fall while worshiping? Beloved, have I a witness here? Uh, who's not ashamed to admit that weariness and the wares and the trials and the cares of life sometimes has warped your worship, has whooped your will? has wobbled your spiritual walk and almost wiped out your spiritual word. Turn to somebody and tell them, don't fall asleep at church and don't fall asleep in your spiritual walk. Yes, you might get weary. You might become worn. But don't you dare fall asleep while worshiping or working for the Lord. Observation number two. Look again at the C part of verse number seven. The Bible says that although they were worshiping, they were already planning to leave in the morning to do some work for the Lord. How many of you know, sensational saints, that if you let it, fall will mess you up. A fall will mess up your future plans. I said if you let it, 
fall will mess up your future plans of working for the Lord. No doubt some of you are sitting in this uh, cyber sanctuary under the sound of my voice, and no doubt some of you now are sitting and members of the used-to-be club, uh, all because you had a fall in your life. You had a fall in your marriage. Now you feel the devil got you thinking that you can't counsel young couples. You've had a fall in parenting. Now the devil have you thinking that you can't mentor some teens. You had a fall in your finances. Now the devil got you thinking you can't tell nobody nothing about money. Church, how many of you know that there is learning in every fall? I think I said something. I said there's learning in every fall. Not only is there learning CVB in every fall, but I come to tell you there's a promotion in every problem. Preach, Miles. I'm trying my best. I said there's a promotion in every problem. Turn to somebody and tell them, don't let your fall be your all. Observation number three. Notice in verse nine, Eutychus fell out of a window. A window, beloved, is a place of observation. A window is a place of spectators. A window is a favorite place of nosy folk and snoopers. Now, I want you to hold on to that. I'll be back to that in just a moment. But secondly, notice the first responders who took one look at Eutychus after his fall and declared he was dead. Beloved, first responders are normally considered heroes. First responders are normally unselfish folk who just want to help. Uh, these first responders didn't have a Ph.D. in medicine. Uh, they did not have an RN license. There is no record that there was even a CNA present. But none of the, nonetheless, they felt they had the need to speak on Eutychus' fall. But when they spoke, it was not good news. They pronounced his doom. How many of you here today, under the sound of my voice, can witness to the fact that when you feel or when you fail, many of your first, second, and third responders, they declared that you were dead. My God. Your mother and your father said you were going to, you were good for nothing after you had a terrible fall. Your siblings said you were done. Uh, your coworkers said you will never survive your last write-up. Your business competitor said you will never recover from your last bad quarter. Uh, your friends said you will never be the same after your brutal assault. Church folk, that's right, church folk, not Christians, but church folk said you will never lead another ministry after your terrible fall. But how many of you know the devil is a liar? We serve a God who's in the recycling, God Almighty, he's in the recycling business. He can take what's junk to other folk and turn it into a masterpiece for his glory. Observation number three, before I get too happy, observation number three, but then Notice, as I said, Eutychus fell out of the window. But notice, saturated saints, when Paul went down to him, he went through the door. He went through a door. A door is a place of opportunity. A door is a place of new beginnings. A door, beloved, is a place of change. It is a place of exit from one bad place and could be an entrance to a good place. I say again, it's a place of opportunity. 
I hear Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man open, I'll come in with him and sup with him and he with me. Don't miss your opportunity, but you got to come through the right door. Observation number five. I ain't got time to deal with that. Observation number five. Notice in verse 10, the actions of the responder who was able to help. The Bible said Paul went down to the fallen. I said he went down. You need to write that down. He went down to the fallen. Church, you got to get down to the level of the fallen. No doubt Paul had to get the first responders out of the way because they rushed to the fallen, but they could not help him. You got to tell folk who can't help your situation to move and get out. I wish I had one person that would just just tell somebody, move and get out the way if you're not going to help me. Too many times, Stephen B., we allow people and we hold on to people. We keep people in our circle who's not helping us, but they're hurting and hindering us. The Bible said Paul stretched himself over and hugged the fallen. Uh, saturated saints, you got to get close to the fallen. Sensational saints, you can't stand up in a proud posture looking down on the fallen. You got to get close. Tell somebody you got to get close to the fallen. The Bible says that it was only after Paul forgot about what he was doing and placed a fallen person's state as first priority and got close to the fallen was he able to declare that there was still life in the fallen? Let me be clear by all indication of the text and the theologians that although no resume of the first responders were known to be medical personnel, it is believed that the young man's life was restored through the action of the Apostle Paul based upon his faith and his relationship with God. Sensational saints of do you see what I see? I'm trying to tell you that sometimes the only reason why some folk are blessed is because you are blessed. And some sometimes people are empowered because you are empowered through your faith and your relationship with God. Turn to somebody and ask them, who have you blessed lately? What then is our proper application, Miles? You see, those who have taken a terrible fall even unto spiritual death, can still live when a faithful servant of God takes the time to get close enough to cover them with their own life and with their own faith. Paul just didn't come into contact with the man, but the Bible said he embraced him, he hugged him, and the Bible said he hugged him hard, which suggests not only was Paul concerned, but Paul had compassion them saints, uh, who have you loved deeply lately? Who have you gotten out of your comfort zone to help? Uh, who have you went the extra mile to cover? Uh, I got to move on. I feel some preaching there, but I got to move on. My time is moving. Observation number six. Notice the crying of the spectators could only stop, Brother B, after restoration of life to the fallen. How many of you know of uh, others? who are hurting because of loved ones who have fallen. They are not only crying, but have been paralyzed with fear, pain, and despair. But I stop by to remind you, their fallen loved ones, your fallen loved ones can live again 
and their tears and your tears can be dried up if only your relationship is tight enough with God that he can use you as a vessel of hope and life-restoring healing. I've come here tonight to tell some crying mother, father, sister, brother, grandparent, husband, and wife that your spiritual fallen dead loved ones can live again. If you will take the time to allow God to use you to get close enough and take the time to cover them with your life and with your faith, what a day of joy it would be to see that the fallen loved ones live again. I wish I had a church here to help me close. As I go to my seat tonight, I challenge each and every one of you tonight who is in your family, who is it in your family, who is it in your life, who is it in your church family that had a terrible spiritual fall and they need to live again? Who is it that needs to be raised from the death of alcoholism in your family? Who is it that needs to be raised from the death of drug addiction, from the death of spousal abuse, from the death of sexual abuse? Who is it in your life need to be raised from the death of teenage pregnancy, the death of low self-esteem, the death of anger, the death of resentment, the death of bitterness? Who is it that you know, beloved, need to be raised from the death of depression? If truth be told, somebody in this holy sanctuary, under the sound of my voice, need to live again. Yeah, I'm talking to you, you who's listening to me. You've been dead long enough, and it's time to live again. And I got to close, but let me give you observation number seven. Notice, as I go to my seat tonight, the next time you see Utica, he had gotten up by the power of God and the help of a faithful church member and servant of God. I come to tell somebody tonight uh, that in this Bible sanctuary that it's time for you to get up. I said it's time for you to get up. Get up out of your muck. It's time to get up out of your mess. It's time to get up out of your misery. Time to get up out of your madness. It's time to get up out of your sickness. Get up out of your sadness. It's time to get up out of your sadness. Get up out of your bitterness. Get up out of your depression. If you're close enough, shake somebody and tell them it's time to get up. I said it's time to get up. I said it's time to get up. Why did he get up? Why did Eutychus get up, beloved? Notice in verse 11 and 12, Paul and the church the work of the Lord to do. Tell somebody to get out of your way because you got work to do. You got to tell the devil you thought I was done. Yeah, don't be afraid to talk to the devil. You talk to yourself, you can talk to the devil. You tell the devil you thought I was done. You thought I wouldn't bounce back. Look the devil in his face and tell him you had me counted out. But look at me now. How do you like me now? Not only have I gotten up, but you ain't seen nothing yet. I wish I had some strong, faithful saints who would declare to the devil wherever you're sitting, in your in your space, wherever you are, just declare you ain't seen nothing yet. Tell the devil, my best days are yet to come. Well, I come to tell you that the healer, the life giver and sustainer has already conquered sin, death, and the grave.
believe there's nothing for us to be afraid of. Listen to that globe-trotting apostle. As I close out tonight, 1 Corinthians 15, 55 through 58, in the King James, it's written this way. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, good God Almighty, thanks be to God, which giveth up the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord, Seasoned saints, oh yes, he died one Friday, but he got up on the third day morning, and he got up with all power in his hand. I said he got up with all power, power over broken hearts, power over broken relationships, power over broken marriages, power over sin, shame, the death and the grave. And if all you got to do is to get close enough to Jesus where he can use you, to help somebody else to get up from their fall. Beloved, I commend you to God tonight and the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among the sanctified. May God keep you and may he bless you is my prayer. We send you love from the Central Point Church of Christ, Bloomington, Illinois. We call it the bloom because it's the place where the people of God is blooming in his righteousness and in his favor. And I yield back six minutes to you, Stevie B. God bless you. Thanks for the invite. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show.
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Is your congregation in need of lending for a building or expansion project? As your partner and advocate, Diversified Financial Network will take the time to understand your unique situation and develop a financing solution that meets your specific needs. It's an exciting time for your congregation, and what you need is a company with expertise in church financing early in the process. Call us today at 1-866-513-6665 or visit us at www.diversifiedfinancegroup.com. It's a program reminder. Stevie B's Media Production presents. We're airing live shows here on Blog Talk Radio. The telephone number to the live show is 713-955-0508. And the website is www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash gospel light radio show. On Tuesday evening, I'm hosting the live show every second, third, and fourth Tuesday of the month. The first, second Tuesday of the month, this show will air from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'll be hosting the live show, What a Word of the Lord radio show. And we have a guest speaker from the Brotherhood of the Churches of Christ who will be making that proclamation of the gospel of Christ. And we also have the Community Corner segment. That segment is designed for small business owners and entrepreneurs who have products and services for our communities. I also have two co-hosts on this show, Lou Gilbert. He serves as the evangelist for the Oak Brook Park Church of Christ there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Isa Mullins, who serves with the Church of Christ here in Cary, North Carolina. Then on the third Tuesday of the month, that show will air from 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, and my co-host is Dr. Antherica Lane. She's a board-certified obstetricianist and gynecologist, and she serves with the Gray Road Church of Christ in Cincinnati, Ohio, and she'll be hosting her show, Conversations with Dr. Lane. And the fourth Tuesday of the month, that show will air at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And my co-host is Kelly Fletcher. She serves with the Livingstone Church of Christ in Indianapolis, Indiana, and she'll be hosting the Kelly Fletcher Show. And then on Thursday evening, each week from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, I'll be hosting the live show, the Gospel Light Radio Show. And I have seven co-hosts on that show, Clay Phillips from the state of Georgia, Dr. Frank Washington from the state of Florida, Steve Carter from the state of Illinois, Robert Lee Johnson from the state of Florida, Glenn McMillian from the state of Texas, Courtney Carruthers from the state of Illinois, and Brian Christian Coleman from Newark, New Jersey. And these brothers will be making their proclamation of the gospel of Christ. And each week I have two co-hosts on the air with me. I'm also taking a question from my social media platform on Facebook, so shout it out. I'll be posing to one of my co-hosts on that live show. And then on Friday night, I'll be hosting a live show, Stevie B, Acapella Gospel Music Blast. And that show will air from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. And this show is also the 2022 recipient for the Macama, the National Academy of Christian Acapella Music Artists Award, for Standard Achievement for Record or Radio. On this show, I'm playing some of the world's greatest acapella gospel music artists from Sounds of Voices. We're also interviewing artists, artists and we're debuting new music on that broadcast as well. And every third Friday of the month, I have my top 20 countdown show. And we also have the on-demand episodes. And these shows can be heard on the various musical platforms where you're getting your favorite podcasts from, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Apple, iTunes, YouTube, just to name a few. And we also have recorded version shows. These shows are album debuts mostly. And I use the same playlist as on the live show here on Blog Talk Radio. And these shows can only be heard on iHeartRadio, Deezer, Amazon Music, 
and you just search for Stevie B recorded version shows. We also want to thank our sponsors for sponsoring these radio shows. If you want to become a sponsor, just contact the sponsorship manager, Michelle Marco, from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Her telephone number is 954-687-4705. The three E's of Stevie B Media Production, it is the objective of this broadcast. We want to educate, we want to edify, we want to encourage you in the study of God's Word. And that will conclude our program announcements. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. My co-host, Lou Gibbers, is up next. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Thinking about what you've done for me in my life, I just want to say what you really mean to me. You're my everything, my joy and peace, you're the reason why I sing. Lord, I don't deserve anything you've given me, so I just gotta say thank you. What's nice with your love and grace, so I just gotta tell you this. Listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, my co host, Lou Gibber. 
Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. The Bible still says that the redeemed of the Lord say so. Listen, God has been good to you. God has blessed your life. God has brought you from a mighty, mighty long way. And for that, we ought to be eternally grateful. I know I'm grateful tonight uh, to be here once again on this great radio program. What a word from the Lord, our host, uh, Stevie B, Stevie Butler. We're just so thankful uh, for him and this ministry and the good that it is doing all over uh, the country, all over and beyond, all over the world with this radio broadcast. I am always honored to uh, sit in as a co-host on this great radio uh, program. It was certainly a blessing to hear the word tonight from a good friend and gospel preacher uh, in the person of Matthew Miles. Uh, We're just so grateful for uh, the way in which God has blessed him, and it's good was good to hear uh, his message or the last portion of his message on this uh, on this afternoon. Uh, tonight again, we want to say uh, we bring you greetings from the uh, Overbrook Park Church of Christ. We meet at 7630 Woodbine Avenue in the city of Brotherly Love. That would be Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And so we are just so elated to be here. If you're ever in at 7630 Woodbine Avenue, Philadelphia, PA, we are the church in the heart of the community. Turn with me now to a text in the Old Testament, an Old Testament text tonight, uh, but it does have a New Testament uh, a New Testament revelation uh, uh, when we look at Uh, Many of the Old Testaments, uh, they point to uh, the New, point to something we can find uh, in the New uh, Testament, and we'll look at that uh, toward the end of the lesson. But look at Numbers chapter 21, Numbers chapter number 21, uh, commencing at verse number 4, Numbers chapter 21, uh, beginning at verse number 4. Uh, And the Bible reads, and they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. Uh, Let me read that again. Uh, The soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. What do we do when we are discouraged, friend? What do you do when you are discouraged? We all have difficult days. We all have discouraging days. And so what what do you do when you have a discouraging uh, day, when you feel uh, the weight and the pressure of the world and perhaps even of your life and your family and your decisions uh, weighing on you? Let's continue. And verse number five says, and the people spake against God and against Moses. My Lord, what do you do when you are discouraged? They goes on, it says, wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water. And our soul loathed this uh, light bread. In other words, uh, we don't like this food. We don't like this bread. Our soul uh, detests this miserable food, if you will. 
Verse number six says, and the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. I want to uh, share with you uh, tonight from the thought, when the way gets in your life, when the way gets in your life, or I could even say, when the way gets in your way. Uh, life, my friends, can get in your way. I should say the way can get in your life. Uh, what am I talking about? The complexities. By way, I mean the issues of life, the disappointments, the failures, the setbacks, the setups, the uncertainties. Uh, the way of life is not always easy. It's not always accommodating. Uh, the way can hurt and bring discouragement. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, dreams become nightmares. The expectations explode. Our vision becomes impaired. The journey is interrupted or stopped altogether. Did you not know, my friends, that a child of God can get discouraged? You knew that, right? Uh, just because we are blood-bought, baptized disciples of Christ in the church, in the church of Christ, just because we are born believers, twice-born believers with a relationship with God, that doesn't make us immune to discouragement. Sometimes the closer we are to God, the more susceptible we are to discouragement. But there is always a blessing revealed to us in God's word. I know this is an Old Testament text, but the Bible says in the New Testament, in the book of Romans, chapter number 5, uh, he lets us know in verse number 4, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So let's look at this text tonight and see how we might find some hope when the way gets in your way. We know that we live in a fallen world, in the midst of a fallen world, and even on our best day, we are subject to the devil's tricks, traps, and trauma. Each of us has been discouraged. We have family problems, health problems, money problems, all of these bring discouragement. The weight gets in our life, and by the way, I should remind you or inform you that the month of May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And uh, we, uh, from time to time, have to realize and understand that, that just, again, just because you are in the body of Christ, just because you are in Christ, does not mean that you will not or cannot develop uh, some some issues. And uh, discouragement is often a seed toward depression, and we can fall into a deep depression if we're not careful because the way gets in our way. Uh, discouragement is a serious issue. There's an old story, and this is a story. There's an old story that I think you may relate to. Uh, the story goes, the devil had an auction one day. He was selling his tools from his toolbox. Pride, laziness, arrogance, hate, envy, and jealousy. Uh, they all had high price tags. 
pastor. There was one tool, however, that was marked not for sale. It was worn down and looked rough. Someone asked, why isn't this tool for sale? It must not be worth much. It looks like it's been used a lot. The devil smiled and whispered, that tool is discouragement, priceless. I'm not parting with it. It's my most used tool. When I use it, I pry open a heart, get inside, and do anything I want. Y'all don't hear me now tonight. So the question on the floor is how does the child of God deal with discouragement? How does the child of God deal with discouragement? Now, discouraged in the text is essentially means impatient. Literally, be short, too short, uh, brief, impatient. In our language, disheartened, uh, dejected, low, hopeless, disappointed. The people were disappointed because of the way. Now, I want to help you see a few things from the text that may help us uh, know what to do by observing what not to do. In other words, we'll see what not to do by looking looking at, we'll see what to do, rather, by looking at what not to do. First, let's go back to chapter number 20 and see if we can get a better picture as to why they were discouraged. In uh, Numbers chapter 20, beginning at verse number 14, the Bible says, and Moses sent messengers from Kadesh unto the king of Edom. Uh, Thus saith thy brother Israel, thou knowest all the travail that hath befallen us, how our fathers went down into Egypt, and we have dwelt in Egypt a long time, and the Egyptians vexed us and our fathers. And when we cried unto the Lord, he heard our voice and sent an angel and hath brought us forth out of Egypt. And behold, we are in Kadesh, a city in the utmost of thy border. Let us pass, I pray thee, through thy country. We will not pass through the fields nor through the vineyards, neither will we drink of the water of the wells. We will go by the king's highway. We will not turn to the right hand nor to the left until we have passed thy borders. And and, and this is how family would do you sometimes. And Edom said unto him, verse 18, thou shalt not pass by me, lest I come out against thee with the sword. And so because of that, they had to travel around Edom instead of cutting through. And the people were discouraged. They got impatient because of the way. Am I talking to somebody this morning, this afternoon, this evening? Am I talking to somebody who might be uh, discouraged because something is taking uh, too long? You might be discouraged because things are not working out the way you thought they would. Well, let me just share a few things with you. Verse number five says again, the first part of verse number five says, and the people spake against God and against Moses. Uh, The first thing uh, we see, we have to understand that we must uh, be careful. We We must watch how we speak. When we are discouraged, watch how we 
speak, when the way gets in your life and you feel discouragement coming on, watch or be very careful how you speak and what you say. Why do I say that? Well, again, look at the children of Israel. Hear how they spoke. If you write notes, write this down. They spoke unsoberly. They spoke unsoberly. That means immoderate. That means excessive. That means undisciplined. That means temperamental. They spoke unsoberly. So uh, uh, they spoke against God and against God's man. It was Moses whom God called, God chose, and God set up to lead them, to lead them, to guide them, to direct them. But it was God who brought them out of the land of the Egyptian bondage with his mighty hand. But yet they had the nerve to speak against God and against Moses. It was God that parted the Red Sea. It was God who protected them in battle after battle and gave them the victory. It was God who watched over them day and night. He led them by a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. It was God carried them for 40 years, 4-0. Y'all don't hear me now. And now they were on the cusp of the promised land getting ready to go in. They were so close. God kept them alive, gave them shoes that didn't wear out, clothes that lasted with no holes. And yet when discouraged set in, when the dark days appeared, they spoke unsoberly against God and Moses, the man of God. Listen now, don't let the way get you to the point to where you begin to speak out against God and God's man, God's leadership. Discourage will come. It's a real thing. I understand that. I've been discouraged in my life, but during those times, we must guard our speech. We must hold our tongues and our thoughts. You may remember uh, Job, right? Now, Job, we know about the life of Job. Uh, I say sometimes that, that Job had a doctorate, doctorate degree in discouragement. Uh, he was on the first name basis with grief. If you Google trouble, his picture is right there. His friends couldn't recognize him and spoke against him, thought everything was his fault. But he never charged God foolishly. The pain was there. The agony was present. The hurt, the embarrassment, the confusion. But not once did he speak unsoberly against God. No, Job uh, was discouraged. Job was in pain. But the Bible says in Job chapter 1, verse number 20, Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped and said, Naked I came out of my mother's womb, and naked I shall return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Bible says, in all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God 
foolishly. Job never spoke unsoberly against God. And so the children of Israel, they were really in a habit of speaking this way. They spoke out against Moses and Aaron of the same over the same thing because there was no water and they had the nerve uh, to wish they were back in Egypt or had died with their brothers in the wilderness during the Korah rebellion. Uh-huh. Uncle 16. Uh, and because of that, Moses, we know Moses got in trouble because even before this point, Moses struck the rock when God commanded him to speak to the rock. I know y'all remember the story. Numbers chapter 20 and Moses, verse 10, Moses gathered, Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock, and he said unto them, Hear ye now, ye rebels, uh, must we fetch water out of a rock? And Moses lifted his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice, and the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and their beasts also and the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, because ye believe me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore, ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. Understand, my friends, we must not speak uh, unsoberly when things don't go our way. Listen to the wise man in Proverbs chapter 13 and verse number 3. The Bible says, He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, but he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. And so, even my friends, this is true even in our everyday lives. We get frustrated. Things don't go as fast as we like them to go. Some things go too fast. A discouragement may set in in the home, in our relationships, on our jobs, with our families, with our children. Watch what we say. How many homes have been destroyed because of an unsober word? How many relationships have been broken? How many opportunities have been missed? All because we speak unsoberly. When discouragement comes, my friends, we have to be careful that we not speak unsoberly. And then when discouragement enters our way, we must watch what we do. Not only what we say, but watch what we do. Uh, again, verse number five, the people spake against God and against Moses. Wherefore have you brought us up out of the land of Egypt to die in the wilderness? Here it is, for there is no bread, neither is there any water. And the Bible says, and our souls loathe this light bread, or we detest this light bread. We're tired of this light bread. We don't like this manna that you've been giving us all of these years. We're tired of, of all of that. They were acting unseemingly. Uh-huh. Get that. I'll write that down. Uh, it was bad enough that they spoke against God and against God's man. They acted unseemingly. They behaved improper, not appropriate, offensive, and downright acting Ugly. Y'all don't hear me now. They were ungrateful for the continued sustainment of God. They turned their noses up at what God had given them to keep them alive. In other words, they're saying, we've been eating this stuff for 40 years, 
and we hate it. We are tired of it. It's worthless. It has no value. It doesn't even taste good. Uh-huh. We loathe it. We reject it. They acted unseemingly uh-huh, because they took the posture of ungratefulness. Listen, I say all the time, and here's a clue from Lou. Listen now, you can be anything you want to be in this world. You can be a doctor. You can be a lawyer. You can be the president. You can be a gospel preacher. You can be anything you want in in the world, but please don't you ever be ungrateful. Y'all don't hear me now. Fly to the sky. Fly to the moon. Do all of these things, but don't you dare be ungrateful. They acted unseemingly because they took the posture of ungratefulness, even though, get this now, even though the manna, this light bread from heaven, uh uh-huh, kept them alive for 40 years in the wilderness. This bread from heaven kept them moving for 40 years. This bread from heaven sustained them for 40 years. This bread from heaven didn't cause high blood pressure or diabetes. Come on now. Uh, This light bread kept the blood flowing in their veins and didn't cause them to get high cholesterol. Come on now. Uh, This light bread appeared every day. God was so good. He gave it to them every day except on the Sabbath day, but God gave them enough to cover that isn't that good to cover to cover that day as well the light bread was like the bread of life it kept them alive come on now but they acted unseemingly and called it worthless oh this this manna was evidence of the faithfulness of god caring for his people but they acted unseemingly their reaction was improper it was inappropriate it was just downright wrong it was uh it was they acted ugly be careful how you act when you're discouraged it may be tough but god is still good it may be painful but god is still good it may be taking a long time but god is still good god has brought us a mighty mighty long way uh-huh god has brought us a mighty long way when we view everything from our moments of pain and discouragement we will begin to act unseemingly and now all of a sudden everything that used to be right is wrong uh-huh as if god has never done anything for us am i right about it i uh, remember again job job uh, and his wife uh, she acted unseemingly job uh-huh job chapter 2 verse number 9 then said his wife unto him why doest thou still remain retain thy integrity curse god and die but he said unto her thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh what shall we receive the good at the hand of god and shall we not receive evil he said in all of this the bible says he did not sin with his lips in this point job turned a moment of pain into a moment of praise listen now stay grateful stay humble Stay thankful 
even though discouragement is understood, it's a part of life. Uh, but don't allow that to cause you to get discouraged and get impatient with God and start speaking out against God and acting unseemingly against God. I I told you earlier that they were discouraged from chapter 20. They were refused passage through Edom, uh, their relatives, Esau, the brother of Jacob, Israel. They were relatives. They were family. That's how family would do you sometime. Come on now. Uh, But God did not intervene. There was no interposition from God, no intervention, rather, from God, the journey back and around the other way in a circle. They had to go backward. They had to to go around. It was desert. It was dangerous. It was unknown. This is what they had to do. And because of that, they got upset and they began to act unseemingly. You know, the way we'll get in our lives. The year was 2020, this uh, thing called COVID-19 got in our lives, Uh uh-huh, and it disrupted our lives. Everything was shut down. Churches were shut down. Uh, Stores were shut down. Airlines were were shut down. Jobs were, were, were shut down, and it took a long time to get through the year 2020 and through the year 2021 and through the year 2022, and now we are yet in 2023, and still we have some residual effects. But I just remember that it was God that brought us through those early days, and God is still bringing us through now. But back in 2020, we had a real understanding. Many of us, again, were running to the church or running to the Zoom or however you had your church because you were scared. You didn't know what what was going on. And God, and thank God for the preacher man who preached there every week, wherever you are, he stood in the gap and, and, and preached the word of God and got you through, through God's word, through the word of God that got us through those difficult times. But now things have eased up a bit. Y'all don't hear me now. We can travel and go anywhere we want. And some of us don't even wear masks anymore. And now what we have, now the same old gospel, come on now, the same gospel that got us through is no longer good enough for us now. I just thought I'd say that. Y'all don't hear me now on this afternoon. Even consider King Saul, the man of God, instructed him Samuel uh, instructed him that he would make the burnt offering in 1 Samuel chapter 10. Y'all know the story, but the Bible says that Saul couldn't wait when Saul, when he tarried seven days according to the set time that Samuel had appointed, but Samuel came not to Gilgal. The people were scattered from him, and he panicked. No doubt the people were discouraged. He was was discouraged that the folk were leaving, and he made uh, the offering. And no sooner than he made the offering, the man of God came to him and said, what have you done? Y'all don't want to hear me now. He could not wait. He was discouraged because of what he thought was going to happen, and he acted unseemingly. Come on now, even, even. Habakkuk says in Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 17 and 19, he says, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall the fruit be in the vines, of the labor of the oil shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. He said, Yet 
I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Doesn't matter. I'm not going to get discouraged because there's no uh, there's no herd uh, 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 in the field. I'm not going to get a discouraged uh-huh because the fig tree didn't blossom. I'm not going to get discouraged because there's no fruit on the fruit tree. I'm not going to get discouraged. It doesn't matter what happened. I'm going to still give my praise uh, to our almighty God. Listen now, uh, but it doesn't give us the right in life, in ministry, in church work, in home life, in employment. You will get discouraged. That's just the the way of life. Uh, you, you sometimes have to wait. Delay comes. There's a things uh, takes a while for things to turn around sometimes, and sometimes it appears that we're going in circles, and we even have to stop sometimes. But that does not give us the right to act unseemingly. Listen, God has a purpose for everything. God promised that land to Esau and Edom. Just read Deuteronomy chapter 2. God said to be careful when you go that way and don't bother them and I will not give you that land. God had a reason. God had a purpose for doing everything that he did. Uh, So don't speak unsoberly and don't act unseemingly. But the main lesson to learn is that many of them died untimely. I said many of them died untimely. Look at verse number six in in Numbers chapter 21. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Why? Because of their unsober speech because of their unseeming actions, many died untimely. And let me just suffice it to say, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, where Paul talks about these things that happened uh, there in the wilderness and, and how God brought them through. But verse 5 of 1 Corinthians chapter 10 says, But with many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness We have to be careful This is an example uh, to us uh, today To murmur, to grumble, to complain All the time Because things don't go as fast As you thought they should go Y'all don't hear me now Of course, uh, even when it comes to our worship We have to be careful In First Corinthians chapter 11 Verse number 30 Paul was dealing with the idea Of them misusing the communion Misusing of the Lord's Supper And not discerning the body And he says, for this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. Many of them were speaking unsoberly and acting unseemingly. And Paul says, some of y'all are going to die because you're not uh, looking at the word of God. You're not looking at the body of Christ with a proper uh, way and and discernment. And all I'm going to say here again, that it's dangerous to fall into the hands of an angry God. We see this pattern among the people of God throughout Bible history. God blesses, God delivers, 
the people's sin, get too comfortable, forget what God has done, they get in trouble, they cry out to God, God rescues, and the cycle the cycle continues. Listen, my friends, when discouragement comes, and it will in life. I've been discouraged over these past few years from time to time, you know, but again, I, I have to remind myself I can't speak unsoberly. I can't act unseemingly because I want to be around for a long time if it is according to God's will. God, you know, God uh, will uh, he sent those a uh, fiery serpents uh, to bite them, and the Bible says many of them died. Listen, friends, don't get caught speaking unsoberly. Don't get caught acting unseemly. It may catch up to you, you know. And many of them died on that day. But I don't want to leave it like that because God is good, and God still showed His grace. And his mercy. He provided a way for the sinful people to get it right. Am I right about it? Isn't God good like that? Even when we are in our sins, God provides a way for us to get it right. Back here uh, in, in the text, God told uh, Moses, He told Moses, Now I want you to get, I want you to, to make a bronze uh, uh, idol or a, a bronze, a serpent. Uh, and put it on a pole. Now, in typology, uh, uh, the pole is a sign or symbol of the cross of Jesus. Even back then, God was pointing folk to Jesus. Of course, we could go on if we had time and talk about how Moses was a type of Christ. And so uh, today, God has still provided a way for us to be cleansed from the filth of our sins. Jesus, as a matter of fact, said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Don't let the way get in your life. And even if we look at what happened back there, the people, they were they had complaints over the physical food and against their leadership. And folk today do the same thing. They reject Christ. They reject the bread of life. The serpent bit them. Uh-huh. We know the serpent to be uh, influence of the devil, uh, if you will. The devil influences us on today uh, and bites many of us today and causes us to sin. But, but just as the serpent was on the pole, Christ also was put on the cross. And he said, and, and I, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And while I'm here, there was one pole for many people. I said there was one pole for many people. All of the millions of people had to look to this one pole. There wasn't two poles. There wasn't three poles. There was one pole. And if they got bit, they had to look at this one pole. I think somebody knows, knows what I'm talking about. There's but one church. Y'all don't hear me now. One Christ and one a church. And everybody must look uh, to Christ and be a member of that church. They had to spread the news. You see, everybody had to know that if you're sick, if you get bit by this serpent, you have to look to the to the cross, if you will. Look to the serpent on the pole. And, and, and so today we have to spread uh, the gospel. We have to spread the gospel so everybody can look uh, to uh, Jesus on this afternoon and be saved. And while I'm here, uh, people, they weren't compelled to look. Nobody made them look. If they wanted to be saved, they had to look. And the same 
things today. Some folks today just won't look like they should, just won't live right, just won't act like they should, and they, my friends, uh, will be lost. They had to obey the word in order to be saved. Moses said, look at the serpent. If they didn't look at the serpent, they would not be saved. The same uh, is true on today. And you know what? Just because some some died does not mean that the cure was faulty. Y'all don't hear me now. Just because some died in the wilderness does not mean that the cure was faulty. The same thing today. Not everyone will obey the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, but the gospel is still right. God's word is still right on today. So I'm just uh, wanting to leave you uh, with that on tonight. I know sometimes the way can get into our way or get into our life. But friends, listen now, when discouragement comes, remember, don't speak unsoberly. Don't act unseemingly. Or you may check out of here untimely. Listen, if you're ever in the Philadelphia area, come by and visit us, 7630 Woodbine Avenue. We are the Church of Christ, and we are the Overbrook Park Church of Christ, the church in the heart of the city of brotherly love. May God bless you. May God bless you real good tonight. If you need baptism, I encourage you to find a church of Christ in your area. Tell them that you want to hear more about the gospel so you can believe it and repent of your sins and confess Christ and be baptized in water for the remission, for the removal, for the stripping away of your sins. If you need prayer, reach out to us. We're all over the social media, over the park. Church of Christ to contact me, Lou Gilbert, and I'll set aside a time to talk to you and pray with you as well. May God bless you, and may God bless you real good. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. I went to a funeral of a friend of mine. My old friends were standing around with tears in their eyes. I thought, what could I say to take away some of their pain? I stepped out of that funeral home. I wrote this refrain. It goes, a whole lot of life gone by. So you need to give Jesus a try. You'll find yourself walking in the light. Everything gonna be alright. Don't you know that the devil gonna tell you that lie? That you can live any way that you like. And since we know we're gonna die, you need to give Jesus a try. Tell me, Everything's gonna be alright. You can live anywhere that you like, and 
from the Lord Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. I want to thank you for spending a little time with us this evening in a study of God's Word. I want to thank my, both of my speakers on the show tonight, my special guest speaker, Matthew Miles Sr., and my co-host, Lou Gilbert, are both done a great job in their proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I really appreciate everyone who participated on the show tonight. What a blessing it is to be able to hear the preaching of God's Word on a weekly basis that we may grow thereby. Amen. This is my prayer that these lessons that were given this evening have been beneficial in your spiritual lives and your relationship with the Lord's Spirit because you're not only tuning in this radio broadcast, but you've given yourself over to a study of God's Word. So until we meet again, I pray God's continual blessings upon your lives and that he bless you real, real good. You've been listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. I'm your host, Steve R. Butler, and on behalf of my co-host, Isa Mullins, Lou Gibber and Kelly Fletcher and Dr. Etherica Lane. We really do appreciate your love and support for these radio programs. Good night, everybody. God bless you. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. And if you miss me from singing, singing. 
And you can't find me nowhere Glory Come on up to glory Glory I'll be singing the faith Yes, I will And I know the Lord He will greet me Over yonder Over all the other shores To glory. glory, I'll be praising the best. Heard a minister say to see other days Listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.